0: found it. you can say amen. 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 If you are still looking for it, you can say, wait a minute. It says and he said, I would like to invite you to wait with me. And he, said unto them, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world. Go ye into all the world. Not the world to come to us. We must go to the world. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: A lot of times we expect the wealthy to come, Amen. but we don't go to them. Amen. Amen. Somebody is waiting for you. Don't wait for them in church. They are waiting for you to go to them. Amen. Amen. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creation. He that, and is shall be saved. he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs and shall, follow them that and sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out the devil. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, any, any, any it shall not hurt them. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall. That's our commission, folks. That today it speaks of us. Amen. 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 These signs shall follow them. Shall we bow our heads? Gracious Heavenly Father. We are very much thankful this evening. You made it possible for us to come here. And Lord, just to have a blessed time around your weight. Your weight is the only thing that makes sense in this nonsensical world. Mm-hmm. There's just so many things that are just going haywire. Mm-hmm. We look at the economy, is going haywire. Politics are going haywire. Religious systems are going haywire. Mm-hmm. But dear God, there is only one thing that holds is the weight. Mm-hmm. Because the scripture says, the heavens and earth shall pass away, mm-hmm. but my weight shall not. This evening we are standing on the promises of God and we shall not be moved on the promises of God and tonight we'll delve delve into the way to give us the wisdom dear God and the inspiration that whatever we are going to speak tonight let it be beneficial to the people Uh, because we live during a time where people have got so much to deal with. They've got so many challenges. Uh, Some of the challenges are not apparent. They are just uh, hidden under the surface. But the Word of God is able to go beyond the surface and connect with every layer of a human being and address every need within its realm. Let it be a case tonight. If somebody is sick tonight, may they get a complete healing. A doctor can try their best, but God, when he touches a sick person, it results in a complete healing. And I believe we have come to the right place where we can touch the great physician, where we know there is not even one disease that is incurable before this great physician. Specialists have got times where they would look at their charts and they would shake their heads and not know what to do. But I've never seen Jesus shaking his head, not knowing what to do. Every situation has got an answer when Jesus steps into it. And tonight, may there be an answer into people's lives so that they can be able to bring a testimony in this generation. This generation thinks our faith is, they just make a mockery of our faith. Of but dear God, for us, we know this is the life. We know that uh, this is the answer. And we know that uh, this faith can challenge Satan toe by toe and bring the results. My prophet said, let us not be afraid to bring God to a showdown. Showdown, it means that there is a situation that we deem impossible that we can present to God and say, Satan, you are a liar. God is going to resolve this situation. Thank you for being our God. We never chose you, you chose us. We never loved you, you first loved us. Our love is just the reflection of the initial love that you had towards us. We thank you for everything as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats for a couple of minutes. Now, I want to speak on the mystery of divine healing. Amen. Amen. The mystery of divine healing. That's what I would want to speak on uh, tonight. Uh, Yesterday, I went to visit Sister Matlomoza. She has admitted into the ICU uh but she's doing very well uh, much improvement and i expect that they may move her out of the icu amen. amen now but even before i got there this you remember i wanted to speak about this sometime last week amen now people are sick people are sick and sometime I I wondered and said I had a young man that was he is working for a, a this forensic services in Johannesburg where they deal with post mortems I heard him one time and he said look there is no way that a person would die if their time has not arrived. Uh, then he was of the view that if you die, yes, it's your time, which is partially true, partially true. And I said to the young man, I said, but you must remember that the prophet speaks about premature graves. Hallelujah. When we say something is premature, it means it came before its time. And Brother Branham, you punch it in your computer and you just say, premature graves. There's quite a lot of things where he would pray for people on the platform and say, uh, Lady or gentleman, the devil would like to send you to a premature grave. Now, then it tells me that if there is a premature grave, a premature grave can be prevented. A premature grave can be defied. Uh, are you still with me? Look, certain things God, if, I mean, if God has planned that you're going to live until you are 100, but you live a reckless life, God is going to allow you to go before you reach 100. But you are going. It doesn't mean it was your time to go. It means that you lived a certain life that resulted in your premature death. Let me, let me scare you a bit. It's not my intention to scare you or just to rattle you. Brother Roman speaks about a certain woman that was driving a car. And he says this woman bumped into an old man that flew up, he had a, jo- a coat on, and flew up in the air. And every now and then, around that area, people claimed that they had bumped into this guy, but they never see the body. Now, the, it's a, it's a their quotation, that Brother Brenham says, it is because this person's time on earth is over, but it's not yet a time for them to go wherever they are supposed to go then it says their spirit is roaming around. Amen. It's a direct quote. How many have read? I come across that quotation? Hallelujah. Uh, let somebody say, hey, he's telling us ghost stories. That's a fact. So I'm trying to demonstrate that you, you can die before it is your time. And it is not because God wanted you to die during that time. It's because Somewhat, I think last week we were talking about Brother Ramsey. You remember? Yeah. And Brother Ramsey lived a certain life as a minister, quit God, and right there, the prophet says, he never lived long. He took ill and he died. And Brother Ramsey says God took him home. Yeah. So if you are a believer and God had planned that the rest of your days, you're going to live them as a believer, the moment you detour and live a certain life, God can exercise the prerogative to take you off the scene, but it's not because your time is over. Are we together? Now, the same quotation that I am talking about where they bumped into this guy, I am somewhat believing that when a child of God dies, I don't think God will allow their spirit to roam around. But I believe an unbeliever can allow their spirit to roam around. But a believer, once they die, they are taken into the presence of God. Are you still with me? Brother Brennan uh, speaks in the message, the terminology. Uh, uh, Before I get into my quotation, he says, God never intended you to be sick. I will repeat the statement. God never intended you to be sick. It is, in, it is not according to God's plan that you must be sick. Your body was not designed for sickness. And it's only when we realize what our bodies are designed for that we can have a certain level of irritation when our bodies get hijacked by certain elements. You were, and let me, let me pose the challenge to you. I've traced out throughout the Bible, majority of people that really believed in God, they died because they were killed. Hallelujah. Or they died because of old age. Very few died on their deathbed when they were sick. I'm, I'm preaching here, folks. Look at all the disciples. All of them were killed. It's only John that died because of old age. Now, I, I, it, makes me, it made me wonder, because right throughout the ministry of Brother Brenham, he keeps on saying, I may go at any time. And he says, it might be a motor accident. That's what the prophet says. Now, then it dawned on me that that means Brother Brenham has dealt with Kansas, has dealt with TB, has dealt with all kinds of diseases that were domi- dominating during that time. But he says, none of them posed a threat to the life of Brother Brenham. Amen. 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 Uh, hallelujah. Why? Because an accident, uh, we, we believe in traveling mercy. But I believe if Brother Brenham was to be sick of cancer, he would have, that cancer would have never lasted in that body. Uh, how many believe that? There is no disease that would have ever lasted in the body of the prophet. Because he had power over the disease. So there, there had to be a trauma, accident will call it a trauma, that had to, to take him by surprise and land him into the ICU. But let me tell you, even when he was in the ICU, all patients that were in the ICU were released from the ICU because of the atmosphere that he created in the ICU. Are, are you still with me? How many are planning to die young? Hallelujah. How many are planning to die in their old age? How many are planning to say, I'm going gra- to see my children graduating. I'm going to see them getting married. Goodness, I'm going to be sitting in the veranda in my old age, rocking the chair, singing Amazing Grace. Yes. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Uh, Look, you may may wonder, (laughs) it depends on you. (laughs) Before I get here, have you realized that the Satan will never make you sick when you are happy? First, he creates a situation, either a loss of a job or marital problem where there is a divorce. And because of 90% of diseases... Are stress related. Hallelujah? Why? Then we will begin to say most diseases they begin in the mind. Are you still with me? (laughs) Before before maybe I get into my quotation, let let me just speak to you because a lot of times they train people to speak about their diseases but very few are being trained to talk to their diseases. Talking about it means you want to accept, to condition yourself. This is my situation. This is my condition. And from time to time, even when you get into a certain environment, you are looking for the triggers that can trigger you to behave in a certain way and say, I knew it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me just really show you how your body is made up. Your liver, this is God, it's not Dr. So-and-so that has designed it's God. Your liver rebuilds itself every six weeks. Your liver, if they cut it, it has, it's the, it's the only organ in the body that can regrow what, what intelligence that gives that liver that you must regrow? Uh, you, you may say, where are you going? Is it just a biological stuff? Uh, maybe before I get somewhere, God has designed your body to heal itself. <laughs> but your thoughts must be in alignment. Uh, there are new studies, folks. Remember, when you are as you are, you are made up of 70 70 trillion cells. That's what made up you. Now, science has come to observe that even the cells in your body, they've got a behavioral pattern. They observed when they put a person on the bed and observed how the cells behave. And then when a person has negative thoughts, then they realize that the cells behaved in a certain way. When a person is happy, the cells behaved in a certain way. That's why I say for Satan to make you sick, he must first make you unhappy. Amen. Amen. And your prophet say, a human heart was made to be merry. Are you still with me? Your DNA renews itself every two months. The stomach lining or the lining in your stomach rebuilds itself every five days. Your skin rebuilds itself every one year. Your blood rebuilds itself in every four months. So what is happening? If you do things that does not allow you these things to rebuild themselves, that means you get overtaken by certain things and I hope you will understand. I've got no problem. Doctors are great. We appreciate the doctors. Brother says there is a good place in heaven for doctors. But the pharmaceutical industry, it is Mm. profit-driven. Hallelujah. You go to a doctor, he prescribes this medication. This medication breeds a new condition. Then you go, you are given... If you are the person that gets to go to a doctor, you'll go to the doctor for the rest of your life. Amen. I, I've, I've said it. Amen. Uh, go, go, speak to Brother Sister Maria. I remember the other time she was supposed to go for an operation and she refused and said, I don't want any doctor to touch me. And I, I know what could have happened. Had they operated here, then they would say, then there is this condition, then there is this medication, and after that medication, there is that medication. Before you know it, it's, the whole system is compromised. I'm trying to say this because I want to help you. Amen. Are you ready to be helped? Amen. Now, Brother Brenham says, I've spoken about all these things, how the cells behave. Brother Brenham says in this message, the, Melchizedek, the great prince, paragraph 181, he says, and folks, this even before I get here, Brother Brenham speaks, a certain doctor says to Brother Brenham, he says, you know, Brother Brenham, whenever I've got a diagnosis, And I give a patient the diagnosis. Maybe he was a cancer specialist. He says, whenever I give them the results, I can tell at the point at which they receive results whether they are going to get healed or not healed. Why? Brother Branham asked the doctor, what could be the problem? He says, those that become fearful, they succumb to the disease. But though, and folks, now we're not talking about believers or unbelievers. We're just talking about ordinary people. There are people when they go to the doctor and the doctor says, you've got stage four cancer, that, that person will look the doctor in the eye and say, doctor, how are we going to beat it? Then those people will start running. I'm talking on a human level. They start running. They start changing their diet. They start doing some stuff until they beat cancer. Then if a person with human effort can beat cancer, how much more when you are connected to the divine channel? Okay, before I get there, a lot of times when the doctors diagnose the disease these days, the first thing that we run to is Mr. Google. And we look at the symptom and they tell you that 10 out of, uh, 5 out of 10 that had this disease, they died. Then you we'll start fooling around insurance companies Are uh, my premiums up to date. You're already preparing your way out. Are you still with me? Why don't you say, Doctor? Do you believe in the Lord? Don't you? You and I are going to see a miracle. God is about to demonstrate something before your eyes that you are going to share with your colleagues that God is a healer. Now, in this message. Brother Moon says there is three elements that a man follows. First is humanistic realm. Second is divine revelation. Third is a vision. So there are things that are happening in a humanistic realm. And let me tell you, there are people, I'm not talking about believers now. There are people that are able to break out of the humanistic realm on a natural level. There are, I mean, goodness, folks, if you are 400 yards away from a little hole and you've got to hit a golf ball, like Tiger, uh, uh, tiger, yeah. tiger Woo, and you hit it from there, it moves there right into the small hole. How does that happen? I, I don't think it's something that we can wake you up and train you. It has to be somebody that breaks out of the humanistic realm. Go and look at the people. I mean, for you to climb Mount Everest, you have to break out of the humanistic realm. And I'm told that as you climb Mount Everest, there are actually some corpses that you can see there because it's a cold area. There are many corpses there. So you are going past the corpse, but you are determined that I'm going to summit this mountain. For you to do that, you must break out of the humanistic realm. Are you still with me? I'm talking about, I'm not yet on spiritual matter. I'm just on natural matters. Now, he says, many times we are down in here and never climb into this. So he says a lot of times we operate on the humanistic realm. Even now, as we are speaking uh, a lot of things that I uh, might be say, they might be processed at humanistic realm. That look, I've heard these things many a times, and someone says, I'm not sick, what's a great deal about divine healing? Either you are going to need it, or you need it, or you might have needed it at some point in time. Are you, are you still with me? Now, it says, if you are not down in there, if you are not there, cast your hopes through that way." and up here till thou saith the Lord. Though you don't see the vision, though the revelation doesn't come, though you have been prayed for, and you say, I just wish I could believe, that doesn't make any difference. Cast your anchor down there, and call it so anyhow. Brother Ramsey, you may be sitting there, and you may not have the revelation, you may not have the vision. You may be at the humanistic realm. But it says right in the humanistic realm, you can, you can break out of that humanistic realm. And there is no other way to break out of the humanistic realm than through meditation. Meditating on the Word of God. I would imagine those that are uh, runners, the like Comrade Marathon. I, I don't think you can finish the Comrade Marathon if you have not finished it in your mind first. I don't think you can wake up and say, we'll see how it goes. If you say, we'll see how it goes, we'll see you, you are not going to finish it. But those that run, until they get to the finishing line, and until they crawl is because why? What they have in mind, it's already a reality. It must be executed. So as long as that picture has not expressed itself, they will do whatever it takes because by the time you come to the finishing line, you no longer depend on your muscle. That means you depend on your mental stamina. That means your mind disregards the pain of the muscle and you say, no matter what, I'm going to make it. Folks, if I'm I'm talking like this, you may think, seem like I'm just being humanly. But I'm saying if these things can happen humanly, how much more about a child of God that has got something to meditate upon. I believe that every person in the building right now they've got it within themselves to beat any disease. <laughs> and I've not only said in your body, I've said any disease. It may be your relative, it may be your husband, it may be anybody, but you have got a way to beat every disease. I was in the ICU yesterday morning and I walked in and I had a, a good chat with the sister. Now, my wife was telling me because she went there and said, ah, they say hey, the pastor was there and was talking too much. I say. Uh, how can you talk too much in the ICU? I didn't talk too much. But what's happening? I just created an atmosphere in the ICU, the way you speak to them. Because as a child of God, you are a a bundle of supernatural energy that must be transmitted that wherever you go, you may not speak too much, but you transmit hope. Are you still with me? That's why when you are sick, some people must never visit you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Some people they must stay very far. You just say so and so must not come. They must come when I'm better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because they're gonna get around you and start saying, Ah, you is going oh look how sick you are. No no no. You need somebody that can walk into the ICU and see that the machines are not adding up, but says we are coming out. Everything is going to be well. Uh, someone say, oh, Pastor, are you discriminatory? Yes. Jesus, when he went to, the, uh, to Jaro's uh, house, and Jaro's daughter was sick, when he got there, he said, hey, unbelievers, excuse us. Let's remain only with believers. Because why? He wanted the supernatural channel to be open, and he realized if somebody is there, and they are doubters, They are going to clock up that supernatural channel. Who do you have in your prayer circuit? Is it people that are victims? Or is it the people that as soon as you speak to them, you feel like jumping out of bed? Two people that you can speak to. Others you really, after you have spoken to them, you literally kick the blanket. And others, you figuratively kick the blanket. It depends who you invite in your cycle. Amen. People are an energy wherever they go. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Brother Ram says in this message, the greatest battle ever fought, paragraph 345, he says, Satan's army bring diseases. Uh, hallelujah. But God's army is conditioned to cast them out. Maybe this does not sink in. Who's God? I'm not the pastor. Not an evangelist that comes into town. You as a child of God. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. It does not need a special office in the church. Every believer has a right to lay hands on the sick and believe for the recovery and say, God, you spoke it, I believe it, and it will be so. Some maybe I've given this testimony many a times where a sister came in the meeting and she was sitting in the chair and not far from where she was sitting, there was a woman that had a baby that was sick. And this woman felt the nudge in her heart that you need to go and pray for this baby. But goodness, imagine somebody has got a sick child and that woman had a prayer card. And this woman felt that if I go there, the woman might say, but sister, what are you trying to do? The prophet of God is here. We need to give the matter to the prophet of God. But again, the spirit nudged the sister until she went to the sister and said, do you mind if I hold your baby? And she took the baby and said, "Do you mind if I pray for the baby?" Then she prayed for the baby. And by the time she needed to go back to the seat, this lady's seat was taken. Then she said to the lady, "You may take my seat." My seat. Then she went all the way up the balcony and took the seat there. Then this woman was called on the platform. And when she was called, Brother Brem looked at the lady. Brother Brem looked at the baby and said, "Sister, there is nothing wrong with your baby." Then he said, hang on, there is a woman that is wearing such and such dress. She is there in the balcony. She has prayed for the baby. You may go. And the prophet never prayed for the baby. Why? That sister, that sister knew that Satan's army has brought a disease upon the child. But I am part of God's army. I am commissioned to cast out this demon. Out! I'm not a preacher, I'm not an evangelist, but I'm part of that army. I've got a scripture that I can utilize to meet this challenge. And I wonder, that woman when she was told that the sister had prayed, uh, prayed for your child, and the child said, I wonder how after the service how it was like. And how many times you, even including sister, where you know that you are part of God's arm, but you are afraid to act out your faith because you've got a certain theology that it must be a pastor, it must be an evangelist, it must be a minister coming out of town. I say it does not take that. It takes an ordinary person to exercise the faith and have a testimony on that faith. Brother... When you are sick, your wife can pray for you. Amen, yeah. amen will be very in the message. Ah, oh, sister, brother. When you know us, when we get sick, we really get sick. It's like we are dying. Your wife can pray for you. wouldn't meant to say amen to you. Your wife can pray for you. And you can get healed by the prayer of your wife. Amen. And don't be a staring. Come and testify. Amen. I was on the edge of dying. My wife laid hands on me. As per Mark 16, here am I. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, Satan's army brings diseases. And God's army Is commissioned to cast them out. Folks, in my office, I've got no, I'm not in no way condemning those that may be selling such stuff. I don't have a problem. Make some bucks. But when you come into my office, I cannot give you herbal life as a pastor. It's not my ministry you can I, hear me out there are people that need that remember in medicine there's what we call uh, placebo. a placebo a placebo is when you walk into the doctor and the doctor has run out of a certain medication that he, he knows that you need but he cannot tell you that we are out of stock he just looks at you and go into the dispensary and grab a panado and put it in a different container and give it to you, and say three times a day. Just make sure that you have eaten when you drink this. Then you go home. The same panado that you had that you left home, the doctor has given you, but you think it's a better panado because why? The doctor was wearing a white coat. That's a placebo. Then you begin to say after drinking, we ask how you feel. He says, "I think they are waking. I feel a bit dizzy." That's a placebo. Are you still together? Then when you go back to the doctor, the doctor is fine. He says, it has worked. But it was a placebo. And there is an antonym of a placebo. I don't know whether they call it ocebo or what. Where you think negatively. Where you say, after you have heard about, maybe they speak about a certain disease. When you go home, you develop symptoms. And all of a sudden, we start fooling around. I think I'm coming down with such and such a thing. But it is not there. Somebody died. They went to the doctor. The doctor diagnosed them that they had cancer. And they died. And when they performed the post-mortem, they realized that the person never even had cancer. But they died because they believed that they had cancer. That was my misdiagnosis your doctor will misdiagnose you. Your doctor will give you wrong medication. But Dr. Jesus does not give wrong medication. Amen. Dr. Jesus does not misdiagnose. Are, are you still with me? Because, but, but, and you know, you know what I'm talking. This country, the entire health system is now being crippled by lawsuits. Even the minister of health was pleading with lawyers and said, lawyers, give us a break. Because lawyers were taking doctors to task because of misdiagnosis. And later you realize that I'm dying of maybe colon cancer. But the doctor all along, he was treating appendix. Then you realize later that it was a, a misdiagnose. Then you go back and sue the doctor. But no one has ever sued Dr. Jesus. Because Dr. Jesus, once he diagnoses, he already has a remedy. And his remedy is simple. When they were going to the uh, promised land, he said, just look at the brazen serpent. And they got healed. Tonight, look at the cross. You will get healed. Are you still with me? So, I was saying my, my duty as a minister of the gospel is not to make you, is not to help you manage your chronic better. We are not in the business of helping people to manage a chronic. The chronic, the doctor is there, you still need to go to the doctor. But our commission is that whenever we come across a demon, we must paralyze that demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Because actually, every sickness has the ability to hear. Because every sickness, there is a spirit behind it. Yes. Brother Bram say, He says, when, when you were in your mother's womb, when you were conceived, you were just a tiny cell. Then there was a multiplication of cells, and you were being formed, legs were being formed, and hands were being formed, and the head was being formed. But it was because those cells were growing or multiplying in a shape, in an orderly manner. Then he says cancer is when the spirit comes within the 15 trillion cells, then the spirit identifies one cell, and Brother Brenham calls it a backslidden cell. Then it says a spirit jumps into that cell. Then it begins to grow contrary to the law of growth in the body. He says that's what we call cancer. Amen. Then it multiplies. And that is why they call it growth. But for you, the, 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 the brother say, a doctor cannot heal cancer. Amen. Because you, for you to heal cancer, you must have the ability to create new cells. That is why the least that they can do is to take you through radiation and they burn those cells that are growing in a disorderly manner. But in the church of God, we can burn them by the Holy Spirit and they they can be totally annihilated within your system and there will not be any cancerous cell in your system. Why? Because it is the battle of lives. There is original life, and there is a perverted life. Are you still with me, good people? No. Brother Bram, when he preached this message, the greatest battle ever fought, he, he mentioned something that attracted me. Paragraph 68. He says, now, this great battle started on earth. There had to be a mutual meeting place. There had to be a place selected for the... Folks, let me tell you something. The difference between somebody that you deem successful and the one that is not successful is not because of family background. It just happens that what takes place within this organ that is on top of your shoulders what goes on in your mind. Oh, yes, you want to... As to give... Somebody said, I don't know how much money is around the world. Maybe if it is 20 zillion US dollars. They say, even if you can take all that money and put it in one pot and say, how many people do we have? We have 7 billion people. And you take 7 billion people, you divide that money and you give everybody their share option. After 10 years, Those guys that were struggling will still be struggling. It's not a matter of how much you have. It's a matter of your paradigm, your disposition, your outlook on life. How many believe that? Now he says, when this great battle started on earth, there had to be a mutual meeting place. There had to be a place selected for the battle to begin and for the battle to rage. And that battlegrounds began in the human mind. Human mind. I, I see folks, be, this spirit of suicide is contagious. For the reason there is a, a a spike in suicide rates among our young people is because once a young person goes on social media, maybe Twitter, and says, I can't take it anymore, I'm taking my life, and later the people come with condolences, shame, she took her own life. Then others are reading that that demon is transmitting energy through the fourth dimension. Then, within a period of time, another one comes. Oh, I think I can't take it anymore. I'm having suicidal thoughts. Uh, and then they die. You can begin to see that it, there is a way, it's a, it's a, it's a, <coughs> the, the, ra- the suicidal <coughs> rates are skyrocketing. It is because all of us as human beings, somewhat, we are interconnected. And what you go through, you can transmit. Those that have done science, they know, they say energy is never lost. It's simply transferred from one source to the next. That is why some people, when they are very upset, they need the phone. Why? They need to transfer that energy to somebody else. Amen. Amen. Be careful of people that only call you when they are angry. No blessing. Oh wait, when it's a truth you know that oh, what has gone wrong. Amen. Ah, Sometimes have people that can deliver good news in the morning. Start your day on a big on a on a high note, singing hallelujah because you received a call from somebody that encouraged you. Somebody that can just say today is gonna be a better day. Then you say amen to that, I appreciate that. Folks, hear me out. Even some of you, you drive in the car, you are listening to the news. News are full of negative stuff. They bring the pollution of the soul and of the mind. Bad news sells faster. Now it says, there had to be a place selected for the battle to begin and for the battle to rage. And, the, and that battlegrounds began in the human mind. There is where the battle starts. The human mind was chosen for the place of the battle where it was to begin. And that is because the decisions are made from the mind, the head. Now, then he continues. He says, therefore, the organization can never, never do the work of God because the battlegrounds where you've where you've got to meet your enemy, is in the mind, Amen. folks. Where you've got to meet your enemies, in, not in another brother, is in your mind, yes. brother. I say the greatest enemy is William Brennan. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. He say then you've got to make your choice. It meets you now. Right there, paragraph 69, if you bring it up so that everybody sees it. He says, as he speaks of the mind, he says, Now I want this little girl here that's very sick to be sure to listen now to this real truth. Why did Brother Brenham want this sick child to listen to what he was saying? It's because Brother Brenham knew if the seed of healing gets planted in her mind, before the service comes to an end, she will already be delivered. Are you still with me? Because her enemy is not in the body. When you find a person that is on the wheelchair, <laughs> I don't know whether is it a true one. I saw them, they were pushing a man on a wheelchair and they got in the middle of the road and there came a drunkard from nowhere. And then he was about to drive into them. Goodness, a crippled man jumped out of the wheelchair. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody said maybe they were taking them to a church to stage a miracle. But however way, but I believe that, folks, there are certain things that you don't know that you can do until you are cornered. Oh uh, hallelujah! Uh, somebody was talking about how in their house they used to, the neighbor used to have mingos and this uh, uh, branch used to overlap into their uh, yard. Yeah. Then, obviously, if the branch is in our yard, then the branch is ours. (laughs) Then we're going to feed off the branch. But the mangoes were so good that they finished the branch quicker, and the rest of the fruits were there on the other side. Now, as boys, one of them said, oh, let's jump. Then they jumped, they climbed to the mango. Then they went on the other side. But while they were there, the branch on the other side broke, and one of them landed on the ground on the other side, and a big dog in that yard came out of from nowhere. And as it came, this young boy, when he explained, he says that wall, it was so tall. I don't know how I got myself on the other side of the wall. Right. <laughs> then they call it adrenaline. is what they call it. Where you are pushed to the corner, but you realize that the only survival mechanism it's a flight mode. I must do something. Tell me, you may not be a marathon runner, but the day some, a dog comes from... You will really run. You have it in you to do that. And if you have it in you, I say you have it in you to defy the biological elements of your body tonight. You can defy every situation. It is in you. It is in you. But it takes a certain attitude. I have spoken. Now, when you go to a doctor, you are allowed to, to accept a diagnosis. But you're not allowed to, to accept a prognosis. A diagnosis is when he says, look, I think you're coming down with leukemia. A prognosis is when he says, I think we've got only six months. A prognosis is when the doctor goes beyond his boundaries because he is not God. The doctor is not God. He has no right to put a termination date upon a life. He can simply say, you have this problem. But how he's going to pen it out? That's not his issue. Then, when you are caught between a diagnosis and a prognosis, then you come to the house of the Lord. Excuse me. When we preach, we help you to defy the prognosis. And when you defy the prognosis, if the doctor says you only have six months to leave, and you defy six months, then you develop faith that if I defy the date that they had set for me, therefore I can deny or defy even the diagnosis that I've got this. Are are you still with me? Now, I hope we are together. Then, Brother Brim, I'm about to release you, don't worry. Brother Brim says in this message, uh, God's uh, testifying of his gifts. This is where you're going to enjoy this quotation. He says, for instance, like my hand, in, like my hand, there is no cancer. That might be someday. Well, what causes cancer? The first thing, maybe a bruise will cause cancer. Those little cells, when they are bruised, they backslide. That's a big so then it says, that's a big weight for a Baptist, isn't it? But that's what happens. They backslide, and that's the way it is in a church. You get that backslider in the church. So that means when we work, we work like the cells of the body harmoniously, so whenever there is a bruise, after the bruise, then the cancer, the spiritual cancer, can rip through the church. Now then it says, You get that backslide in the church is going to bruise the whole body if you don't wash it. But that cell backslide, it's bruised. Run forth. It's bruised. Okay, I think I'm mixing up my notes just a sec. I was not going sequentially in terms of... Okay, brother, I'm still there on God's testifying. I think I just mixed up my page number. He says... There might be someday well, what causes cancer? Well, the first thing, maybe a bruise will cause cancer. Those little cells, when they are bruised, they backslide. He says, that's a big weight for a Baptist. I think I've read it here, but let me, there's somewhere where he speaks about the soldiers. Let me see here. Five. Oh, there we go. Brother, is in the message demonology, paragraph 65. Demonology in physical realm, paragraph 65. He says, Now, this little cell backslides when it's bruised. It, it begins little. Other gem, little gems run forth to give its life in there. That's what comes in so, a soul. T- that's tiny little soldiers fighting for your life they run up there and hit that poison. Then, then Brother Brum is, is speaking here. He says, when there is a, a bruise, then from that bruise, then he says, I mean, when he call, talk, talk about a soul, he, it will be an infection. Now, when that infection is there, then it says right there, there's little soldiers fighting for your life. Then science will call them antibodies. So that means if there is an area in your body that is problematic, your body is designed to send antibodies, the soldiers of the body, to go at that specific area to deal with that area. Are you still with me? Now, spiritually speaking, it's exactly the same thing. If one member is sick, the whole soldiers of the body, they need to rush to where the problem is and fight in that corner, pray for that person, encourage that person, and that person will get healed. If the cells work in that manner, that means the body has got to work in exactly the same manner. Are you you still with me? Then they run up there and hit that poison, which the poison is the infection, them, demon powers, that's trying to collect and then give their life. They are a bunch of little dead soldiers. Are you still with me? Now, he says, Now, once a little cell rejects in there, this demon gets started. He starts growing. He begins to multiply. So that means if the antibodies go to deal with the infection... But they are not able to succeed. This cell rejects the help of the antibody. Then it begins to manufacture a certain life. Then it begins to multiply in the body. Then, as it grows, Brother Brahman says, in no time, then it begins to weaken you. You go to the doctor and feel sick. Are we together? Amen. I hope we are together. Amen. Now, before it close, let's go back to Mark 16. It says, in verse 17, Mark 16, verse 17, it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. But brethren say, you don't go around looking for poison, trying to test God you're going to die. It speaks about where they have put something in your drink, but you don't know what they have put in there. God is able to defy the chemical elements in your drink. And right there, when they expected that you'll collapse at any time, they just see you rejoicing, going home, and nothing happening. It's the supernatural power that subjects your body to defy whatever chemical elements that are there. Now, this scripture, folks, on the basis of this scripture, if believers believe this scripture, no believer must ever have fear. No believer must ever have fear, be it of cancer, be it of HIV, be whatever it may be, it may even be of a witchcraft. No believer must have fear. Are you still with me? A believer can go to the house of a wizard. And they can cook for him and he must enjoy the food and really praise the wizard. You have cooked very well without any fear at all. Why? Because there is a supernatural power that is working beyond the humanistic realm that is able to defy demonic forces. A church of God can never be defeated. But here is a problem. Here is a problem. We have left the Great Commission. We have moved to psychology. We have moved to intellectualism. But this is what is separates the church of God from the rest. Amen. And I'm here in closing. It is abnormal. It is abnormal to be sick and go to the house of the Lord and go back home sick. Oh, maybe you've normalized it, but I'm here to say it is abnormal. It is abnormal to be sick. And come where the songs of Zion are being sung. And you go back sick. That means something fundamentally it is wrong. Hallelujah. And it needs, when we say God's army is commissioned to cast it out. An army is vigilant. An army does not retreat. But today I see the army of God. A demon can come into the church. Until everybody says this demon is raking havoc in the church. Until we advise one another how to tiptoe around a demon. We have not been called to tiptoe around a demon. We have been called to confront the demon right head on. And cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Folks, this church is here. Cosmos is down there. There are certain medical cases that cosmos can never resolve. Amen. Hallelujah. The danger part today is that this church depends on cosmos. Mm-hmm. And if cosmos says it can't be done, the child comes together and still say, hey, you must prepare that go your funeral is in order. No, say. This church, there's a mushari down the road. This church has got power to defy that mushari. A sister died in the early church. And everybody loved their sister. But they said, today, we are going to the service and we're not coming back. We want our sister back. And they laid hands upon the sister and they prayed until the sister came back. Where are those mighty men of valor? Where is that church of the living God that can challenge Satan and know where they stand? Today, Christianity has become a mockery because Christians have retreated. Christians are living a defeated life. They accept the status quo. It is how it is. It has always been this way. We can't figure our way out. But what is happening to Mark 16? Those these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, they shall cast out demons met a sister and spirit, from Kenya. She had gone for, to a gynecologist and they discovered that there was a growth in her womb. And they said, look, there isn't much that we can do, sister. We have to remove the womb. Then the sister told the doctor and said, no, my womb is not going anywhere. Ha- hallelujah. Amen. And after she said that, she came to the house of the Lord and said, hey, according to the scripture, when you are sick, you must call the elders of the church and they must lay hands upon you. Amen. And right there, she told me that later, there were signs in the body that showed that something in the body is dissolving. And later, when she went there, they have not even found that growth. What, ha- what, ha- what happened? What happened, folks? What happened? She refused. In the doctor's room. She refused the doctor's report. And say, there is a better report at the house of the law. This gives me a better report. And, folks, if you look, I mean, if had she met some of our modern day Christians, they would have said, how? You can't refuse the doctors. They must. You will die. The sister says, if I perish, let me perish. But I will perish believing on the word of God. Today, here is my question as we went up. What are the things that are of this era that you have accepted as normality in your life? And you are trying to adjust your life to live according to these elements that are in your life. And you know that it is an abnormality. You come to church, you hear a good word. Brother says, we can preach the word and explain the word, but you've got to believe the word. Uh, Are you still with me? Then after you have heard the word, when was the last time you spoke to your body? And commanded the cells in your body. And they obeyed you. If your body can never obey you, How are you going to make demons to obey you when they are out of your body? If this church, if we have just... For me, folks, it is abnormal. Not after what we have heard. Not after the ministry that we have accepted in the end time. It is abnormal to come to the message church and die because of a certain condition. And until you say, doctors cannot do anything about it. No, sir. Brother, brethren, say I have seen sycamores, Kansas, falling off because of the right mental attitude. Yes. The problem today, the church has become a corporate affair where we get together just to see that we are there, but it is absolutely with no results. And because it has no result, we've got no conviction to take it to our children and say, God still answers prayer. Uh, Are you still with me? Because if God can move in your life, folks, I don't know. I don't know whether I'm talking to people that have... Has God ever done something in your life where you can hardly keep quiet? Where, Where you behave like a mad person, every person that you come across, you can say, hang on. You don't know what God has done in my life. Brother Panino was preaching it the other time where he says he received a text from somebody that said that message is nothing. It's just a cult. And he says, no, I couldn't debate. I realized that I came into the message with absolutely nothing. But where I am, it is by the grace of God. So sometimes no one can debate you out of your experience. And folks, if you are a woman, somebody comes and say you are not a woman. You don't walk like a woman, you don't talk like a woman you are, you are the one that is Experiencing how a woman You can't wake up the next morning and say They convince me otherwise I'm no longer a woman because somebody Told me that I'm not a woman They can never defy your experience Now we need believers To move beyond being readers, we need the believer to experience the power of the Almighty God and talk about a God that they know that this God is alive. This God can deliver results. We are not talking about a historical God. We are folks. We are talking about if we believe that this God one day is going to change the atoms of this body. Cancer is nothing. Diabetes is nothing. Amen. You are sitting there saying so and so died of it. I don't care. Amen. I don't care whether we bury hundreds of thousands of them. God is still a healer. Amen. I say God is still a healer. Oh God, allow me to testify about you to these people. Our God is not dead. Our God is not a literator. Our God is a living God. He is a God of now. A God that can meet a challenge now, not tomorrow now. I say now, not tomorrow now. a God that can come down. Oh hallelujah. A God that does not respect any spirit. A God that will overcome any spirit. But it needs the army of God to rise. And say we are commissioned. By God to cast out this demon. Oh, If this church right now. If we can believe. Folks, I see others are looking around. It's not a theater. It's not a performance here. I'm talking about a reality. If this church can come to the level, where they are in one accord, there won't be a sick person in the building. I said there will not be a sick person in the building. Amen. You know what time? a man comes on the platform and he says honey the child was blind he puts his hand and covers the eye of the child of this girl and he says gracious heavenly father i the way that brother uses quite often is Ajay. <coughs> Brother Brennan says the reason today, Satan is so arrogant. We call him Mister. He says you can't go, you can't choose somebody out when you're calling them Mister. Mm-hmm. Then he says to this child, in the name of Jesus Christ, I This demon to leave the child. In the name of Jesus Christ. It was not a, a prayer at the top of his lungs. It was a simple prayer. It was not just the words being uttered. It was the life behind the words. Then he held the child and said, In the name of Jesus Christ. Then he says, Honey, I forgot to ask you a question. What color of eyes, what color of eyes do you need? I did not know that in God's economy, you have somewhere where you can go and say, I have desired to have brown eyes, and God can grant brown eyes, and the child, remember the rarity, how rare it is to get blue eyes, (laughs) then the child says, blue eyes. Then the prophet says, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive your eyes. And the child looks around and starts seeing, where were those blue eyes? I don't believe the blue eyes were on the platform. I believe they were already there by the time the child got there. They were in the mystical channel, supernatural channel. They were just wait, waiting for the right faith, just to just to break that channel and make a blessing to leak from that channel, Amen. and the prophecy receive them. Amen. If a manufacturer can never produce, I'm told, within automotive industry, they don't make the car first; they make the parts, and then they assemble. Why? Because they are cognizant that our car is likely to break down at some point. So there must be a gearbox ready in case it breaks down. Now, if a normal manufacturer with a limited thinking can think in that manner, how much more? How much more about the creator? God has got new hearts. God has got new livers. God has got new brain cells. Go anything! Oh goodness! People came into Brother Brenham's meeting, and the legs that were short, they would be, pro- they would just lengthen and be normal. Where did the rest of the leg come from? There is a manufacturer that has every part of the body. If you need a throat, there is a throat in the corner of- If you need eyes, there are eyes in the corner of. Whatever is needed, it is available. But it needs somebody to say, I believe it then you'll see God coming. God bless you richly. As we stand to our feet... I believe in God? Amen. God is still great. He is on the, th- the throne. Now, oh, the antonym of placebo is nocebo. So, if somebody plays a trick on you, to come to positive outcome it's a placebo when they play a trick on you it is a nocebo you know a nocebo somebody can just turn around and say hey you you have lost so much weight are you sick and somebody you meet and say hey are you sick then later when you look in the mirror you say, it looks like i'm sick it is the nocebo taking place. Placebo works for the positivity. Nocebo works for negativity. But here we don't use neither placebo nor nocebo. We, need, we use the reality of the word of God. Amen. Let's just sing Brother Kuni. Maybe you can just say amazing grace and then we're going to wrap up in prayer. Amen. Brother Mpanyana you lead us in prayer.
1: Amazing grace, how oh, sweet the sound, I once was lost, but now I'm found, a hopeless case. A
0: hopeless case.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Gracious, eternal heavenly Father, Thank you. angels will not sing this song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound! Only human beings that we were lost, but through Thy grace, heavenly Father, You left the heaven, Almighty God to die for us heavenly father we thank you once more this evening lord that you have descended once more heavenly father we have been looking and listening almighty god who is standing on this great banister we heard yourself heavenly father You are unfolding, almighty God, the mysteries of God through our precious pastor, one small Lord. We have not had a man, almighty Jesus, but you were hearing direct from the throne, almighty God, the revelation of divine healing, Lord. So we thank you, heavenly Father, Mighty God, the energy that was created, Heavenly Father, Amen. it was nudging against our bodies, Heavenly Father. Amen. And immediately we felt we were healed through our bodies, Almighty God. Amen. We felt that whatever needs that we had, it has been answered, Lord. Amen. Oh, we thank you, Heavenly Father. You spoke to us in a special way, Heavenly Father. That whatever we need, Heavenly Father, is the little child. That God was specific, Lord. That what color of your eyes do you need? The God of specifications. They were not created at that time, Heavenly Father. They have been there waiting for her to believe and call upon them, Lord. Oh, here we are, Heavenly Father, as thy little church, the little bride with different needs, Heavenly Father. Whatever need, Heavenly Father, that we, we are here, Heavenly Father, for we know that it was not created now, Heavenly Father. As the prophet says, Heavenly Father, deep calleth unto the deep before Heavenly Father, there is a need in us, Heavenly Father. We have already provided, Lord. You know, Heavenly Father, before you create a fish, Almighty God, there was already water where it will be able to live, Heavenly Father. So we know, Almighty God, that whatever needs that we need, Heavenly Father, we have already provided, Heavenly Father. So already we thank you. We are, we are, we are rejoicing, Heavenly Father that whatever need we have already provided, Lord. If there is anyone that is sick, Heavenly yeah. Father, we know that you have already provided, Almighty God, because you are the God that healeth all our diseases, Lord. Yeah. If you have already said, Almighty God, in your know, way, Lord, Heavenly Father, we say, bless our pastor here. Yeah. Heavenly Father, give him more, Heavenly Father, more revelation, that he comes and speaks to thy little bright, Heavenly Father. The church here, Heavenly Father, may you bless them, Almighty God. Oh, we pray, Heavenly Father, if there is anyone that entered this little tabernacle being sick, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, demonstrate the power of your word once more, Lord. Heavenly Father, may they feel be sick, Lord. May they feel, Heavenly Father, being healed, Lord, Heavenly Father, once more. We pray, Heavenly Father, that Almighty God, our needs... May they be provided once more. We pray, Heavenly Father, we say grant it, Lord, as we commit this entire service, as we are asking for a traveling mercy, Lord, into thy capable hand. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall agree by saying amen. 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 Bless you.
0: God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday. Amen god bless you richly just give us i don't know it'll be let's just say beulah land beulah land then let's be dismissed amen
1: I'm kind of
0: on meta there. am de Bye. Forward to that day. Shall we be no. in <laughs> Without music, beautiful. Without music, beautiful. All over the church. longing for Beulah Land, in a new body, with new thoughts. One more time. You, Laleh. Come in, musician.